Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. Happy post-Thanksgiving. We hope that everyone had a great holiday, and we are super thankful for you guys, and we hope that you know that. We are back, and we are ready to react to some Reddit thread posts that me and Samantha were chatting about, and we thought we got to share with, with the group. I know, especially too, you know, when you go home for Thanksgiving, sometimes there's some downtime. And I find myself, you know, when I have downtime, getting on Reddit. Um, so I figured let's all just react together. Let's read like, them together. Like we're hanging out <laughs> on Thanksgiving break. <laughs> okay. So this is how it's going to go. I'm going to read out, I'm going to change some details because I don't want it to be like too descriptive, you know, okay. I think it's going to give away somebody. Um, but I'm just going to read it out. And some of them I might ask for some advice and some of them, I just want to kind of read the comments and react to that. Okay. So I'm following you your ready? lead. Lead me, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this first one is called time to give up question mark, question mark, question mark. Okay. So immediately it's like, okay, what's going on? Wait, question. What thread is this on? Okay, this is on lawyer talk. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so I graduated this year from law school and moved to take the bar in practice in another state. When I moved, I had a job lined up and was overall good standing financially. Um, since the move, I failed the MPRE, failed the bar and lost my job in a plaintiff's firm. I was fired two weeks after receiving my bar results and was told it was because of severe performance issues. I was not given feedback on my performance prior to my layoff, other than being told I was doing well. After I was fired, I decided to seek our admission to a state bar where my score already qualifies. Since then, I have applied to over 80 jobs of all varieties clerkships, paralegal positions, associateships, uh, fellowships, legal secretary jobs, anything under the sun. I have had several disappointing interviews. Ask, what should I do? I'm at my wit's end. Is it time to give up and look for a job outside the legal field? And then she also gave some additional context. She said she was at the bottom of her class, but she did do some practical stuff in like legal clinics. She interned at some firms and some nonprofit. So yeah, she's looking for no sugarcoating. Just give it to her straight. <laughs> okay. 
Well, very shitty. There's a lot going on. I mean, that just like fucking sucks. Let's just be honest. Like, what the hell? What a jackass. Also, I love how they said performance issues. And then, you know, later off, like, I hate to say it, but we all know what it was. Like, I've been in that position. Uh, Luckily, I was not laid off and I was not let go because I didn't pass. But ultimately, you know, things work out and things happen as they should, right? Like that's what we preach here. And I hope that you remember that. I really don't think it's time to give up. How about some context? Okay. Okay. Uh, Because I feel like you might even have even better understanding of this. So she took the Texas bar and she made a 266. Okay. So she's trying now to go to New York. So that's the situation. Okay. So New York has a 266, I believe. I feel like that's a really hard market to get into. First, that's my first thought. So also, if you're applying from a Texas residence or I don't know where you live, you're going to need to move there and live there and then apply. And that's how you're going to get jobs. I would really, 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 really like think that that's the way. It's hard to move from one city to another without a job. Okay. If Was this your first time taking the bar exam? Question mark. If so, I challenge you to take it again. I challenge you to use JD advising and really hunker down and study your ass off and pass for wherever you want to live and wherever you want to be. If you really do want to move to New York, then just do it. Pack up the U-Haul. That's scary, but like, that's what you got to do. You got to make that leap. And I mean, that could be amazing. If you're this young attorney and you're going to go get licensed in New York, first off, do all that. Don't go move without your license. And also you're way too overqualified to be a paralegal. Sorry, sis. And I don't know what other jobs you said, but like you're an associate, like you need to like get your New York license. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a test for that. Also. Okay. I will say this. I've gone through situations where like I'm applying for jobs, right? And like you apply to a ton and like you don't hear back, but also look, you have to like self-reflect, right? Okay. You said that you are at the bottom of your class. Not That's not a bad thing. However, certain jobs that you're going to apply to, they're going to want to know your grades. And then there's other jobs that are not going to give a flying anything on whether you did whatever. Mm-hmm. So that being said, are the 80 jobs that you applied to like all AM 100s, <laughs> you know? Yeah. In like, New York City. Oh, in well. New York City. Or are they more like mom and pop, boutique? You know, small, yeah, boutique, smaller firms that might want to give someone a not taking a chance, but it's true. Like when you are coming from a different state, you're. I'm assuming. I don't know, like if you lived in New York or not. You know, like beforehand, Mm -hmm. that might help. But if not, like you're gonna have to establish some sort of connection because they they also don't want you to like come to New York, work for them, and then be like, ah, I'm leaving. Yeah, you know, because like you can't handle it. That's why I think Um, a lot of firms like want to see that you live there. When you put your address on your resume, they see that, and sometimes they'll call you in for an interview and ask you about it. Usually on Zoom. Right. But like if they're an in-person firm and they do things in person, are they going to? No, they're not going to call you. Sorry. That sounded harsh, but it's just true. No, it's just true. Yeah. And I think so. It's just a lot about like what kind of jobs are you applying to? Mm -hmm. Like if you have been applying to like jobs that are not the AM 100s, right? 
maybe take a look at like, what does your resume look like in your cover letter? Mm -hmm. Like, have you honed in on your skills on those? Have you had someone else look at your materials and be like, you know, why am I a good candidate for this job? Exactly. Because that honestly, a resume can change anything. If you, and a cover letter, Reddit poster, like listens to us, Mm -hmm. let us know. We have some great resume tips um, and templates, but yeah, I think, you know, you have to do some self-reflection. I think it's rare to not get one call back, even if it's 80 jobs, but also like you applied to some that you were overqualified for. So they're probably not going to call you back. Yeah. Which just seems crazy, right? You're like, why? But it's just like, you're not a good fit. People don't want to invest in people who are not going to be there long-term. Exactly. So that's part of your cover letter too. Remember, put that in there. Make sure you're writing cover letters for these 80 jobs. I mean, honestly, you can just go on LinkedIn and like fast apply, but is that really like intentional? Challenge. Also, again, remember there's a lot of options, a lot of doors here. You're not stuck. So please don't give up. Yeah. All right. Next. This is also from Lawyer Talk. Okay. What should I do if I only like to write? I'm really, really good at writing briefs, particularly dispositive motions, Um, And on several occasions, judges have copy and pasted from them. I'm between very good and just okay at the rest of litigation. Middling at client relations and bedside manner. Abysmal at business development and cranking out billable hours. All talent, no ambition. They are 20 years in and um, they're of counsel and they're bored out of their mind. They want to take time off and partially retire, possibly. But what do they? What can they do if they only like to write? So, I saw some things in the comments at first because I thought this was a great one to just kind of share. I'm thinking I know a lot of people who just like to write mm-hmm. and like don't want to talk to anybody, and they're just like, if I could just do that and sit in my home and do that, like that would be amazing. Yeah. So I figured. We could share some recommendations. Perfect. Okay. So the first one is obviously start your own firm and offer your writing services to smaller firms at an hourly rate. Boom. I think this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great way of like being your own boss in a mm-hmm. very flexible way, but also like you're just being told what to write. So it's not like you're having to search for clients or anything. Exactly. Um, it's honestly ideal. If you like to write. Yes, for sure. Agreed. So yeah, that's number one. Number two, someone said appellate work for your local public defender's office. Mm, yeah. Especially like, you know, to get the heartstrings going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get your heart, get that fire going again. Mm-hmm. Someone said administrative law judge. Mm, I still think I you're going to deal with a lot of people. I mean, yeah. just in my time with the EEOC, working with the AJ, like... It's a lot of hearings still. That's true. But do you think admin law judges, they are more part-time, right? They're not full-time. Um, no, I think some of them are full-time. It probably some of them depends, are full-time? Though. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Because I know some people like do it like they have their practice and then they do this like on the side. Mm. I think that the best one out of all of them would be to contract yourself out. For sure. Don't you agree? I 100% agree. I think that's absolutely beautiful idea. And it seems probably, it seems simple. It's also super complicated, but it can be simply complicated. 
down to also, a science. There are some websites where you can like contract yourself out. Like it's one's called like Upwork yep. and you can sign up, make a little profile, put like your education, put what you're good at. And like, you can kind of find work through that. So that's another way if you want to do that more remotely. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes. Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. Yeah, yeah, I think that's especially if you're thinking about retiring 20 years in. First off, I say save up a bunch of money, you know, work a lot, like figure out what you can get rid of, like whatever, what's your, what do you want to do more than just being a lawyer? You know, this is amazing because I wish I could like actually talk face to face with like a 20 year in lawyer who's like going through an existential crisis. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, listen, like you're so much more than this. You know what I mean? There's a person in there. <laughs> Literally. It's like, maybe you want to travel. Yeah. And so that's how, you know, you can tailor and gear your life towards that. Yes. All right. So now we've switched gears okay. from lawyer talk to law school Reddit. We haven't checked on law school Reddit in a while because honestly, it's quite triggering to me. <laughs> but I made the deep dive for you guys this morning to find some posts that I thought you would relate to. <laughs> Even though I was traumatized. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. While well, I was doing it, you know, that and bar exam Reddit, you know, yeah. just like gives too shivers soon. down my spine. Is, is it too, too soon? soon. Yeah. Still. Mm. I still have nightmares, guys. Like, I'm not kidding. And it's been months, months since, mm-hmm. since I've had to take it. So moving on. Okay. So this one is 2L, very nervous about grade drop. Okay. Okay. Hi, all. I'm on this Reddit because this is champagne problems, so I can't really speak to anyone about it. 1L went better than I could have expected grade-wise. For the first time in my life, I felt like I was just good at something. This semester, I unwittingly bit off more than I could chew. I'm constantly buried in schoolwork no matter what I do. I'm not big on extracurriculars, but I'm still truly drowning. Inevitably, I don't feel as good as I did last year going into finals because I'm spread so thin. 
I'm in self-selecting classes of people who are also did well. I know my grades will drop and I'm having a very hard time accepting that reality. A lot of this is tied to closing doors, but I also have a few mentors very invested in my success, in part because of my past performance. I cannot stomach going back to them with a significant grade drop come January. Has anyone dealt with this? I recognize that this may come across as whiny to some. I'm hyper aware that I'm in a privileged position, but I'm also feeling extremely burnt out nonetheless. Yes, you're burnt out. You're absolutely burnt out. You've gone so hard this past year and a half that now you're literally watching the wick of your candle burn at the end. So at this moment, figure out what you need to become better. Secondly, you can't stomach going to your professors, your mentors with lower grades. That's your ego. Let it go. Let it go. Because it serves you none. Has someone gone through this? So many people have gone through this. You know, it sucks. Law school is, you know, dot, dot, dot. So just figure out something that you can do for yourself outside of law school that will give you some sort of happiness, some sort of fill up and charge your battery. What I would recommend if I were in their shoes, Mm because for me, you know, like my first year, I didn't do amazingly well. Mm -hmm. It's more like I got better later in the years. Mm -hmm. Um, For this person, I would say it's not all lost. You're not going to completely do terrible because you're probably very smart and you know how to crack the code if you've already done it once. Yep. Okay. Um, that being said, sometimes when you take a semester where it's just like so overwhelmingly hard, sometimes you have to pick and choose what you're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. What classes are the ones with more credits? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you just take a little bit more time. And you're like, I'm going to ace these three classes and you know what? I'm going to just like try to slow down on these other ones because I need to, you know, kind of pick it. I don't know if that's good advice, but that's what I would do if I really like had to pick and choose and like was spread so thin Yes, and you want to keep up with the grades. Like that's the only way I can What is the best situation and outcome? Take a step back, assess the situation. Like you're saying, credit wise, grade wise, maybe you know a few things. Maybe you're like, I can do good in this or I need help in this. You're probably getting close to finals right now. Like you still have a little bit of time take a deep breath, take a day off and then get back to it, hit it hard. And like, I think the worst part is waiting and that's all law school (laughs) and post law school bar exam is, is waiting to take a test and then waiting to find out how you did. And that that determines so much that is not normal and it causes anxiety. So please just remember that. And also one semester, one semester, like you can definitely bounce back from that. You know, like I said, a few B's or C's is not going to kill you. I promise because Mm -hmm. next time you'll know better to not take as many things on your plate. Use this as a learning lesson to see how much you can handle because also you're not going to want to do this kind of intense work as you go into your 3L year, especially your last semester. You're going to want to tone it down you're going to want to be ready to like take on the bar exam. So that's what I would say. 
I totally agree. All right. So the last one. For those of you going into one of the two above mentioned fields, criminal law or public defense, how do you feel about the fact that you'd have to defend sexual predators and offenders? What is the moral reasoning behind this? Now, I'm not going to obviously tell uh, like w- why our reasons are, but I just wanted okay. to kind of maybe talk about the in general, like what people may think. Are there so, comments you want to read? Yes. Okay. So first of all, before I even read the comments, I'm just going to say I think what they're going to say because okay. I haven't read all the comments yet. I mean, I but have I, an I idea of what say, they're going to say too. Right. There's a classic answer uh, to that. Uh, to be honest. Right? Yeah. So so what do you think that classic answer is? Um, that everybody deserves a defense and that you're innocent until proven guilty. And that you have a constitutional right to a speedy trial, a counsel, you know. We have a constitution, Shit. people. Look at you. You're going <laughs> off. Okay. But really, yes. So you can't pick and choose who has constitutional rights. Yeah. Everybody does. And I think every single person, like, for example, my husband, <laughs> so weird saying that still, like, you know, I'm getting used to it. I always ask him this because I'm like, we'll yeah. be watching like a true crime. And I'm like, oh my gosh, could you defend that person? And he's like, well, yeah, you know? And I'm like, why? It's like, because they have a right and like, you know, they, they're innocent until proven guilty. And that's yeah. just like the fundamental of our literal, like, constitution right so literally <laughs> you know i i get it mm-hmm. i get it yeah i also but i also get the other side because i personally wouldn't be able i don't know if i would be able to yeah. you know i've tried doing criminal defense and like i don't know i maybe get too emotionally involved yeah. right yeah yeah like i said it's a classic answer because any good lawyer knows that everybody has a constitutional right but does that mean it's me that has to be appointed by the court like ooh, my skin crawls right in criminal law it is just it's no game it's serious yeah. business and yeah you're, i mean you're it's like people's lives right like yeah talking about putting them away mm-hmm. and like taking them out of society right so it's obviously a big deal so yeah I there's think a lot of emotions there like you said yes and I, honestly, I think it'd be great to have someone on maybe who does that has like, yeah, has like done it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we can talk more about that. Cause I think people can really deeply debate about like how, like what, what, how, dep- how, um, bad does a crime have to be where you don't want to have to like defend them anymore? Exactly. You know, like does that line exist? Yeah. And everyone has. Know a line like you said in this person did they asked about sexual predator right mm-hmm. so that's very specific right we didn't say murder yeah we didn't say yeah you know yeah. predator what does that mean okay you know i'm going into all that but there's a lot to unpack there if that person is a law student i think that they need to like you know go sit in a crim pro class yes yeah i would also say okay so one of these comments says at the best, I'm defending an innocent person. Mm-hmm. At the worst, I'm defending a guilty person's constitutional rights. Boom. Love it. And I think that's the easiest way to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, because we also know from being in law school and like, you know, I was in the innocence project and stuff like that. Like people get wrongfully convicted. It's not a game. Like you said before, mm-hmm. like you need a good defense because also like 
that you can get put away for like 30 years. Yes. When you didn't even do anything. So that's a whole nother topic to talk about. And they, but, yeah, that's a, you know. that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Like that, that, yeah. Yeah. That, we can go down yeah. that forever. Yeah. But if you're actually, interested. A, oh, I was going to say, we do have a friend yes, who is tell. actually just got someone out after a long time in prison. They got um, their case overturned. So that was awesome. I'll link the article in the show notes if anyone's interested in the story. Overturned wrongful conviction, basically. Yep. They were They were released. Yep, and she started working on the case in law school, and then like as she became an attorney, and it just like was like a month or two ago that this happened. So, do you know when it started? Like, was it before she came into the clinic? Oh yeah, yeah like this case is like from the I think it's from like the nineties or eighties. Like, um, wow, wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Just yeah. To think about how yeah. long that's been. Okay, and yeah, all, definitely yeah, link that below for everyone including myself, LOL. And if you want to hear more about criminal law or these types of things, constitutional rights, let us know. We'll find guests. Mm -hmm. We're always wanting to find new people for the podcast to learn from and for you guys to share their knowledge with us. Also, um, I've been watching a lot of cult documentaries. <laughs> if any of you guys know a lawyer who is prosecuting, um, like cult activity, let us know. Cause I really want to talk to them Yeah, and like get them on the podcast. Cause I want to know like the legal, um, that. that's like your personal tea. Of- like- yeah. You so I'd like that for personal research, but also I'd love to share it with you guys as I'm sure the legal you'd like side, to see the legal aspect for of sure. that too. So awesome! All right, guys. Well, we love you, and again, thank you so much for tuning in. We're very thankful for you guys. Um, we know you know a lot has changed in the past few years, and if you're still along with the ride, like thank you. You know, it really means a lot to us and we love seeing you guys grow. Um, it's been so cool to see you guys through the years, like seeing you guys one else and then like seeing you guys pass the bar and stuff. It's so cute. It's amazing. Um, to see the, you know, the transformation because we do pay attention Mm -hmm. to your guys on Instagram. Trust us. Um, so yeah, we love you guys and the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the podcast. If you have someone going to law school or, you know, someone that's maybe interested in law school, this is a great one to share with them. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.